Blaine and Mickey, let's do this Tuesday edition. How's everybody doing? Beautiful day outside. Uh, there's lots going on. Uh, there's a lot going on. Lots <laughs> and lots of stuff going on. There's something that we mentioned just briefly yesterday, uh, and this is sort of the top of the Nashville news cycle uh, involving Titans uh, outside linebacker Bud Dupree. And there was a, an outlet yesterday, what, Nashville Scoop, I think, Lucas, that kind of first reported there was something going on with him and an incident at a Walgreens with some of the people and him and an employee and a uh, potential incident. And so this is from WKRN from just a few minutes ago. Uh, Titans linebacker Bud Dupree has been issued a misdemeanor assault citation mm. following an altercation. At, I'm, I'm reading here. I don't want to mess this up because it's law related. Uh, following an altercation at a Germantown Walgreens Sunday evening, police were called to Walgreens. Uh, on Rosa L. Parks, just after 8 p.m. Sunday, after two employees were injured, according to the police, a dispute started after a male employee began taking video of Dupree with his phone. A 20-year-old male employee was treated for a cut to his forehead, and a 21-year-old female employee was treated for a cut to her hand. Uh, police said Dupree and his attorney met with detectives Tuesday morning at the Hermitage Precinct. His attorney also met with detectives Monday afternoon. So there's uh, more of this. It says the victim signed the citation uh, as the... The 20-year-old victim signed the citation as the prosecutor. Dupree is to report for booking on the citation in three weeks. There's another story that essentially said it laid out what you could get for this fine-wise or if you did any time, but it said if you're a first-time offender, usually you just take an anger management class, and that's the end of it. There is some video of this. Um, Broadway Sports has it, and a lot of people it, – it's on their website. Now everybody's copied it, so if you just search Bud Dupree video on Twitter – and it's a short snippet of video, and it looks essentially, Blaine, like Bud Dupree pulling people out of a fight and someone mm. yelling his name and cursing, and then the video ends. Oh, because so, he, he supposedly, I guess, broke up a fight or it, shoving and, match or whatever And the video, and Lucas, have you seen this? I have. Maybe you haven't seen it yet. All it just, 11 it just seconds, came yeah. out. In the video, he, he appears, it starts with him appearing to pull a lady out of an altercation, and he winds up sort of on the backside of the altercation and then it's there's like another guy in his jersey yelling who starts to walk towards whomever has the phone and is taping. And and that's about the whole thing. There's a lot of yelling and scuffling around. But I, I don't see Bud Dupree scuffling with anybody as much as I see Bud Dupree pulling a lady out of it. It's 11-second video, right? Yeah. So more happened outside of that. But as far as tangible, you know, what we can see, that's all you got. Oh, well, it sounds like. If this wasn't Bud Dupree, nobody would be talking about it, right? 100%. Correct. If this was Lucas Panzica, <laughs> Mickey Ryan. I don't know. I think everybody would be talking about if it. If it Lucas was Blake Panzica, Fisher, there because, might be some people talking about it. Because then it would be a part on the other side of his head when he'd be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But if, <laughs> no, I'm just if kidding. this is, you know, the guy that mows your lawn, nobody is talking about it. Or uh, the guy that, you know, you buy pants from. Or the lady who right. does well, your name. at least it was something, at least uh, at this point in time, as what we see. Nothing serious, so no no suspension by Titans or the NFL or anything like that. If it's a misdemeanor, I'm assuming. Uh, I don't know how many guys have gotten suspended for misdemeanor. I don't think any. No. Uh, but so that's you know kind of where we're looking at it from. So. Yeah, I I tend to keep we'll it see. moving. Yeah, in these situations and um, uh, charged News Channel Five now they've got a story out from a few minutes ago as charged of misdemeanor assault following a fight that took place at a Germantown Walgreens. So he wasn't the one actually, at least from the video, actually the one in the altercation. He was pulling people out 
of the altercation. In the so. video that was released to the public right, by from Broadway, what we saw. yeah, in the eleven seconds that we saw, there's no altercating with Bud Dupree at all. There's gotcha. de-escalating. Really, he's, right, he he, he's going, pulling someone out of yeah. it. So, um, anyway, still, a, well, we'll, we'll just, do we know who the the what the relationship is with the person he was pulling out? Is a lady, right? You said mm-hmm. it's a lady in the video, but now that I don't know. Um, Channel 5 basically is reporting most of the same stuff that Channel 2 is. A group of people entered the store to shop, and some of those people got into an argument with one of the store's employees. They left and returned with Dupree. He grabbed, this is the report, says Dupree gla- grabbed the employee and his phone, initiating a physical altercation between the two before Dupree left the store. Now, that part is not in the video that got released. Oh. That's not in the video. Ooh. He took the guy's phone. I guess he was videoing. Yeah, and it's interesting because the the guy videoing, um, the guy videoing, it, it, what was released doesn't have any of that, and it, and the reports all say that they went and got Bud Dupree. So hmm. was he I, getting I, I, videoed? I, then he left and went in the car. Like I'm going to the car, and then they came back and got him again. I have questions. Oh. The, an important clarification that Emily Proud gave us earlier uh, on the Buck Rising show that he's being charged with assault for fear of bodily injury. So it's a misdemeanor assault charge for fear of bodily injury, not an actual injury that was inflicted by debris. Mm. So fear of bodily injury. So he told him that he was going to sack him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not trying to, you know, make, I mean, so so basically we're talking about his words. Yeah. Oh, OK. Got you. Oh, well, hey, <laughs> that the victim it, it can had, always be worse. The victim felt threatened, felt fear for bodily injury at the time. I wonder if he felt that when he even walked in the store. Yeah, some people, you know, get scared of just big human beings. Some mm-hmm. get scared of fear of reputation. Uh, so there's a, you know, that that could go a lot of different ways there. It allegedly started for somebody videotaping Dupree, right? That that was the alleged initial report that him and his the people he was with were upset about that. They were videoing him. I wonder what he was doing. Uh, just being Bud Dupree. Be, being Bud Dupree. Just being famous. Oh. Well, that's Greens. what this has to do. Oh, okay. Being famous in a Walgreens. Oh, man. Yeah, watch where you go. Can't even go to Walgreens. <laughs> Walgreens get a lot of pub out of this. What, what was it like for you in the heyday of the Titans when you went places? Totally different than now. And, and I say that in context with there wasn't social media. Yeah. There was social media right now. I don't think I'd be going too much anywhere if I'm a, playing for the Titans. But uh, even Nashville was different, right? Yeah, yeah. Nashville is totally different. Yeah, totally different. City has grown. You know, it's, it's huge now. So, you know, when you got, you know, TMZ here, I mean. Then that tells you where we're at. <laughs> we have arrived as as a city and a state, of, you know. So, <laughs> you know, they have their own, you know, Nashville, you know, TMZ. So, it's uh, you know, just got to know you. You know, you're always a target at the end of the day. I I had a friend who who played yeah. baseball for the Texas Rangers, and he was one of the middle relief guys. So he was the biggest. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was not a star on the team. He was on the team, and we went down to see him, and he said, okay. I don't normally do this, but we're going to go out because you guys are in town. Mm-hmm. And he said, you just have to know, and this was the 90s. There was no cell phones, no nothing like that. He said, you just have to know everywhere we go, 
There are going to be people who are real nice to me, and there are going to be people who are not nice to me. And he said, there's going to be drunk guys who they're better than me, and they can hit my fastball. And he goes, just whatever they say, you guys don't say anything. And I'm not going to say anything because I don't want this to escalate. Don't do not do it. Like, he, had, he told us this before we went out, and I thought, that's crazy. You're on the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves the Rangers. Sure enough, first place we go, drunk guy all over him. You really think you're big stuff, don't you? He's like, I sure don't. I don't think I'm big stuff. You have a great night, man. What are you drinking? I'll buy your next one. You uh, all night long. <laughs> I love this voice. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, you, 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 you lost to the A's last week. He's like, I sure did. I sure did, but I'll get them next time. This happened everywhere we went. Yeah. So I can't imagine, you know, I just can't imagine what that would be like. But <laughs> but he, he told us before we went out. There will be some people who are really nice to me, and there will be some people who are not nice. You guys, he said this to me, like, what am I going to say? But there were other guys, too. Hey, don't be mouthy. Don't say anything. Just set the table. Let's enjoy ourselves. If it gets bad enough, we'll just leave. We'll come back here. Mm-hmm. Come back home. And this is a middle reliever for the Rangers in the 90s. With no cell phones, no TMZ. You know, well, they had they had cell phones. They just have a recording. <laughs> I don't know. They, well, had, they, they had flip phones in a flip phone in a bag. Then, yeah, you I know. guess be, you know, or you, had the, or you had the big one, the one in a bag. Yeah, yeah, may I had that. Yeah. Um, so. We have an uh, this uh, this is what the call screener says. We have an anonymous cop who is calling about Bud Dupree on the Mark Spain real estate hotline. Oh. Let let's, let's see what we got here. Break hello, it down for us. Break hello, it down. An, hello, anonymous. Yeah, what do you got? Appreciate it. Hey, how you guys doing? I just I don't need the woke crowd coming after me. But uh, you know, pretty much. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not Davidson County, so it's it's not it's not a big deal. But it's fairly easy for anybody to take out a warrant for assault if there was implication, and the person feels like they were assaulted. I mean, they can take out you know they can take out the charge, and then it goes to court. Now it's not a huge. It's not a huge deal. I mean, it's a, it, it is a misdemeanor that was not committed in the presence of a police officer. So, it's, I mean, it's, it's fine. But you, you, one thing you do have to remember is, mm-hmm. is in order for the lawsuit to proceed, there has to be a, you know, there has to be somebody on, you know, it's, if, if I'm going to, if I'm going to, you know, sue Bud Dupree, Bud Dupree has to have done something to me. Right, you know, you see where I'm going with this. Yeah, this is. I mean, he could have. Um, you know, they could have said, "Hey, uh, you know, he touched me, or he did this, and it caused this injury. Whatever, whatever, whatever." Uh, There's this happens all the time. There's absolutely nothing that's going to come of this. Mm -hmm. It's it's going to be one of those things that goes away just as quick as it came along. But uh, you have to remember, you know, NFL superstar Walgreens employee. So I mean. That's that's all, that's where I'm coming from. This happens all the time. It, it's not uncommon for people to take out warrants for assault or simple assault, or and it is actually an assault to threaten somebody. So, uh, you know, it, it's. Do we it's know nothing, if, if it's uh, not going to go? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you don't know. You weren't there. Do we know what they said to Bud Dupree? I mean, no. I'm I'm talking to to you and Lucas. Uh, I think he hung up. Yeah, I think we lost his call. He's yeah. still there. He's still there, but he was having some issues with the line. Not we, sure. we don't know what Bud Dupree, but see, you, we don't know what was said to him, and then maybe he says something back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Goes on all the time. 
two sides to every story. And that's what people Always forget. Two There's two sides to, to every story. Mm-hmm. So uh, before you get too crazy one way or the other, and, and, and we've tried to be fair with this. I, I've, you know, mm-hmm. everybody on the station, I think, tries to be fair with things like this. We're trying to be fair to both mm-hmm. sides. We read the police report according to Channel 2 and Channel 5. Read the story. We told you what we saw in the video. And as Lucas said, it's only 11 seconds of video, so maybe there's some more of it. But uh, uh, we'll continue to tell you what we know. But there was a not very much. That was a law enforcement official saying things like this do happen, Mm -hmm. and anybody can go to the police and say this person said this, this person did this. Then he gets sorted out from there. So we're in the uh, we're in the sorted out stage. Uh, We got Eric Eager on just a minute. Let's take another quick phone call, right quick. Mitch in Brentwood wanted to check in on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Mitch, thanks for calling. Hey guys, how are you? Um, I, you know, I feel like I was a borderline stalker of Blaine back in the uh, 99, 2000, 2001. I think we lived on the same side of town and <clears throat> used to be at the same places like Nippers Corner and whatnot. Yeah. One thing I do remember, I think we had a, a kid the same age and seeing Blaine in the Babies R Us. And, you know, if you're a guy and you go to the Babies R Us yeah. the registry, all they, you know, the wife gets to pick everything out. All they give you is that little gun to scan. Yes. The FCC code. Yep. I mean, that's kind of cool, you know. I kind of looked over at Blaine. He looked at me and kind of shook our head like, ah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we're both gunned up, man. <laughs> it's good to see you all. Take care. Thank Appreciate you. It. And I, I would see people like at stores all the time because I was out, you know, and about. So I, I was, I was out and about. I was, I felt like I, I knew everybody in, in the city really. But when I really met a lot of people was when, uh, when my son was born and he was in an ICU mm-hmm. and he was born, uh, literally, you know, at 32 weeks. Uh, so, and then meeting so many families, the kids are sitting there and your, your kid is there and you know, you don't have no idea if he's going to make it or not make oh, it. Man. And all those things, and I run into so many people still today, and our kids run up, you know, and they they may name them my name or just our conversations, getting to know those families going in there daily for I don't know months uh, at a time. So that was that was pretty unique in itself, and I still continue to run into those people today. So it, it was it was tons of families that you know I knew nothing about the ICU and all of that, and what was that process like? But, you know, seeing your kid at two pounds, you know, it's scary. Just really, it, it was real scary. Yeah. Real scary. Well, that rascal grew up big and strong. No. Playing football. <laughs> now. Look at him. I don't know about that. But, uh, hey, man, shout out thoughts and prayers to anybody who's dealing with something like that right now, yeah, for sure. No Cause I know you've talked no about you guys. Ooh, that was touching. That was wow. Yeah. That's scary that stuff. Hurt. Um, uh, Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus said to join us next. Are, are the Titans like the worst number one seed in history? All these storylines that have been coming. Let's talk to a Pro Football Focus guy about it next. It's Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Blaine to Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Uh, Eric Eager will be on just a second, but Chase from Van Leer will lead us off in this segment because he was kind enough to hold through the break. Chase, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling Blaine and Mickey. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I was just going to say with Bud Dupree, I think he's being charged because he told his friends to go get that dude's phone at the end of the video, and that's whenever they ended up slapping it out of his hand. But I'll hang up and listen. Okay, okay. Oh. But they actually did the act? 
Like he told them to go get that out of, but they, he shouldn't be charged for telling somebody to do something. They should be the one charged if yeah, they did yeah. the action. Well, he's you know he's the Titan. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the superstar, right? Gosh, oh man, that's a touchy feely one there. It's a, a man. You can, see, that's what we, you know. You can't go anywhere, man. That's that's a man. Good lord. Come and on. imagine if you're you know Prince or Elvis or Taylor Swift. What are you going to do? Oh. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. I have a lot of people, you know, do watch this. Got to do a lot of door dashing. <laughs> Not just kidding. Well, there's stories about Dolly oh, Parton. Got to lighten the load here, man. It get too serious for me here. There's stories. Dolly Parton said she and her husband, if they want Sonic, they drive an RV to Sonic. I've read this story a bunch of times. She said we don't just go and park our car, but they have a little RV that they drive, and he'll get out and go get the food, and then they'll sit in there and eat it. You know, just that's where we are. Eric Eager. Uh, Eric, you been in any Walter, Walgreens altercations lately, or are you trying to keep things together in 2022? How are you doing? Yeah, I, I finished 2021 with a, a little bit. Like, I coach, uh, like, Little League basketball. <laughs> there were a couple altercations. <laughs> Somebody tried to fight a referee, and I had to step in. and uh, you know. But other than that, I think I've, I've been pretty clean. Yeah, you seem like that kind of guy. We we figure you're you know keep your nose pretty clean. That's yeah. why we like to have you on the show. Yeah, you know, like no, Mickey. No shocking reports of you or anything. So I'll ask you this: uh, How surprised are you that the Titans are where they are with Derrick Henry playing in eight games this year? If somebody told you before the season Derrick Henry's going to play eight games, maybe he can come back for the postseason. He's going to play the first eight and miss the rest. Oh, by the way, the Titans will be the number one seed in the AFC if they can beat the Texans on the last Sunday. Yeah, that that's the thing. I think it's a few parts, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and Ryan Tannehill not playing all that well, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. another part of the equation that, that I think makes it all the more surprising. But I think it's a few parts, right? It's it's the, you know, the playing the Texans, playing a division where two of the teams are not very good, and then you caught the good team before the Derrick Henry injury twice, right? I think that, that certainly that ordering helps. It also helps to have Mike Vrabel, who appears to be a wonderful head coach, who does a good job of sort of uh, really getting the players up to play. You know, getting you know players acclimated uh, to a system when you're playing you know 90 or 100 like unique players during a season like that. That obviously you know stems from you know great coaching, being able to cover up a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, and yeah, a lot of luck. I mean, the AFC. You look at it, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, have lost uh, more games than anybody expected them to. The Kansas City Chiefs have lost uh, five or more games for the first time in the Patrick Mahomes era. Um, you know, Baltimore, you know, got a lot of injuries, took a step back this year. Um, you know, even even Pittsburgh and Cleveland were not nearly as good as people thought that they were going to be. So, you know, I think it, it's been a like a, a nice ride here, and the question becomes for, for Tennessee, uh, can they, you know, sort of continue to press this edge now that they're, very likely going to get the only buy in the AFC. So, do you fall in the line of there? There are you know analytical type guys who have said, "Well, the Titans are the worst number one seed ever if this thing goes ahead and happens." And it's they haven't called them a terrible terrible team or anything, but the commentary about the Titans hasn't been flattering. Where do you fall on you know the DVOA or some of these other metrics? Oh yeah, this is the worst number one seed ever. Well, I don't think that the, the yeah. I mean, there are going to be people who come out and look at like the, the the metrics, but the fact is, like, it's also hard 
Like, you know, if Derrick Henry doesn't play for half the season, then they're not going to be as good, right? Mm. But does that mean once Derrick Henry comes back on the field that they're not going to be good? Like, you know, I, I think that there's a lot missing there, right? So, um, you know, no A.J. Brown for much of the season, no Julio Jones for much of the season, the offensive line being banged up, uh, drafting a corner in the first round and then having him, you know, fall out of the season with an injury. You know, like, I I do think there's value in trying to predict these things, right? Like, if you're a Titans fan, you do want to know, right? Like, hey, we are the number one seed, but that doesn't mean we're going to be huge favorites against whoever comes into Nashville in the second round of the playoffs. Like, I as a fan, I would probably want to know that. But at the same time, like, I think it's a little bit of a cheap shot to take a, a shot at the Titans who – you know, like went into Los Angeles, for example, and beat a Rams team when they were completely banged up. So, like, I I I see a little bit of both sides of it. Like, are the for example, here's a question: Are the Chiefs better than the Titans? You know, I think it's reasonable to say no because the Titans killed them when they had all their players. But I also think it's reasonable to say yes because I do think if the Chiefs go to Tennessee in the in the AFC Championship game, they'll probably be favored in the betting market. So, like, I, I see sort of both sides of the argument there. Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus. You can follow him at PFF underscore Eric. Well, Eric, you guys are a lot smarter than us, and, and you know, almost on the line with with Vegas most of the time. Based off your grading system, who are the number one seeds? And I don't even know if you guys do this for the AFC and the NFC. And then after that, are those the same teams that you predict make to the Super Bowl? Um, yeah, I think so. We we do have you know. Uh, we, we do believe that Kansas City and I believe Green Bay are the top two teams in the NFL okay. at their specific conferences. But again, like that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to um, we're going to sort of like you know. Here's the thing: if even if the Chiefs are better than the Titans, mm-hmm. the Titans have such an advantage over them because they don't have to play the first game. Like you know, the Chiefs, in, I think, in all likelihood, are going to play the Chargers in round one. The Chiefs are probably what you know sixty forty to beat the Chargers in the first round. So if you say in in, in like you say a hundred simulations of the universe, mm-hmm. the Titans are going to make it to the second round a hundred of them, and the Chiefs are going to make it to the second round sixty of them. I'm going to bet on the Titans, even if I think the Chiefs are a little bit better because of just that advantage that the one seed has. So we do believe that if the Chiefs do get to you know round two or get to the AFC title game against the Titans, they would be favored. But the Titans have such an advantage because of where they're going to be in the seeding, probably, assuming that they can beat Houston this week. Mm. I'm going to ask you a tough question. That is because it's a historical question is how many teams, and I asked this a little bit yesterday, that had the bye won the Super Bowl? Not make the Super Bowl, but won the Super Bowl. And I think I only can recall the Chiefs maybe. Well, well, so in modern time. Your, last year's Tampa Bay team was the – they had a the first team since 2012. So every single team that made the Super Bowl from 2013 to 2019 had a bye in the first round. Right, but I said every, won the Super Bowl. Well, but every single they, – I mean, it, Tampa Bay won it, naturally. Every team that makes the Super Bowl, every single team that won the Super Bowl had to make it in the first place. So you're talking about – are you talking about the number one seed? Yes. Or are you talking about – They had a bye. Week. Have a bye. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, so previous to last year, right – the, two, the one and the two at the bye. And from 2013 to 2019, every single team that made the Super Bowl had, the, had to use the bye to get there. The, the Ravens in 2012 were the last team before Tampa Bay this previous year 
to go to the Super Bowl and win it without the, the benefit of a bye. Now, the one seed's a little trickier, right? Because, uh-huh. uh, for example, in 2019, the Chiefs were the two seed. 2018, the Chiefs were, or the, the, the Patriots were the two seed. 2017, now the Eagles were the one seed. And I think this is actually a, a really good reason to point out to Tennessee fans who are a little down about people talking mess about their team. In 2017, remember the Eagles had an injury to Carson Wentz, yes. but they still had the one seed, and they were underdogs in the in, in the divisional round to the Falcons uh-huh. in, in the divisional round, beat them, and then were underdogs to Minnesota at home in the ANFC Championship game, beat them, and then they were underdogs to the Patriots in the Super Bowl and beat them. And I think the Titans might end up with a similar circumstance, not because of an injury to their quarterback, but it's because of injuries to players like A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, I think people are forgetting how good the Titans are, are when they are full strength. And that was the one where the mm. one seed playing home t- gotcha. playing home games in the playoffs matters a lot, especially to a team like Tennessee that's going to be getting healthy. Man, Eric Eager, man, spitting the knowledge, man. I, man, I appreciate that because I did not know that. Uh, I, I guess how much does the Titans running game, whether it's with the King or, or not, affects, I guess, the strategy of defenses in their coverages and how they they their plan of attack, or did it stay the same because of the philosophy of the head coach? Well, I, I the thing I like about this year, if you're thinking about one of those run being one of those run first teams, is the league is being engineered to stop Kansas City, and right. that means that like when you look at teams that have beaten the Kansas cities of the world, that have beaten the Buffaloes. Buffalo is just a weaker version of Kansas City, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Who have, who's beaten those teams? Well, the Colts have beaten the Bills. The Titans have beaten the Bills. The Titans have beaten the Chiefs. When you bring a physicality to the game that's different than what people are used to, it can catch them off guard. And I think that that is what the promise that the Tennessee Titans have. And they had that back in 19 as well, right, when they went on the road and beat the Patriots and went on the road and beat uh, the Baltimore Ravens. You know, that that's the thing. It's like, can that style of offense win four straight games and win a Super Bowl? Well, it wasn't quite good enough in 2019. But, like, giving you a bye, that means that that only needs to win three times, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that's a little bit more plausible, especially if, if Henry comes back healthy. Mm-hmm. One with Eric Eager, PFF. Eric, if John Robinson called you today and said, Hey, I'm just telling you, nobody else, Eric, I'm going to, we're going to bring uh, Derrick Henry back to practice tomorrow. And if he looks good, we're trying to decide if we should knock the rust off him on Sunday or not. What do you think we should do? What would you tell John Robinson? Uh, that's, that's a great question. I'd play him. Mm, you're right there with me, Eric. <laughs> yeah, people think I'm like, dumb, though. <laughs> well, and, and I know, Blaine, I mean, Blaine, you played. I, I mean, I, what do you think now of all these guys like not playing in the preseason? I mean, we that's do exactly, see a lot of injuries. I approached it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. We see a lot of injuries now. We see more injuries now. Um, I think the only thing you have to be concerned about, and actually you, you are less concerned about it, because there's an interesting story about the Ravens when they thought about when to, when to bring Lamar Jackson back. They didn't bring him back early, as early as they wanted to because they didn't want him on the airplane. They didn't want him spreading COVID or getting COVID, right? Because there, there's also that like secondary influence now. Getting COVID, like the COVID protocols aren't quite as bad, but like they are, it is a road game, right? If you do take Henry on the road with you, there is that added risk, right? But I, I would be concerned about a guy who, 
I mean, look, his physicality is, is the big part of his game, but, like, Derrick Henry is also the, one of the fastest running backs in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be concerned about, like, a soft tissue injury if he was just to go out there and be 100% right away uh, in the second round of the playoffs. So I'd play him. I'd give him four or five carries, uh, you know, and, you know, see how he was. I would not give him a full workload, but I would get him out there and get the, the blood, you know, pumping uh, one more time for him. And, and I, you, you understand the risks, but there are risks everywhere in football. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I feel a lot smarter now, Eric, because I said the same thing. <laughs> He's been saying that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, they just like no, but he probably won't play at all. He probably won't, you know, be cleared. Who knows? Well, uh, today's his twenty eighth birthday, so happy birthday to the king. We'll see how things work out tomorrow. Uh, I wanted to ask you too, Eric, about the Titans' defense. Just statistically, with the eyeball test, with everything from nineteen sacks to forty one, it has been remarkable the turnaround with that unit this year. Yeah, I think I, I think when people looked at that defense and, and thought to yourselves, okay, you know, where is this going to be? Because I think a lot of people looked in last year how bad they were in the secondary and how hard it was for them to get a pass rush. And mm-hmm. Like, you think back to last season at this time, right? Like, we had them at 17th, which I think feels about right defensively. Last year, you remember the, the Week 17 game against uh, Houston where they're trying to win a division. Houston has nothing to play for, yeah. and they're just going back and forth with Deshaun Watson, right? And, like – you know, they were, they were basically won the AFC South because they got the ball last, right? And, and Tannehill hit that bomb to A.J. Brown, and, and, and they got the field goal. I think this year you can trust that defense a lot more, right? And I think, you know, when we were going into the year, I think the one thing that we didn't quite, quite price in as well as we should have was the improvement of guys like Harold Landry and Jeffrey Simmons. Obviously, you know, I think they may be overpaid for Bud Dupree. He's not one of the better players on the D-line, but he adds something to the mix as well. And when you can get a pass rush like that and, you know, you get secondary players that trust the pass rush a little bit, it does wonders for a defense. Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus, our guest here on Blaine and Mickey. Well, Eric, I, I want to talk about another team, and that's the team that I predicted to get to number one seed. Now that I was wrong, but and that was the Bumbling Bengals, and they're not the Bumbling Bengals anymore because they have Joe Burrow and a slew of talented players. Uh, and I kind of compared Joe Burrow early in his career to, let's just say, when Tom Brady was early in his career, and I'm talking about as a starter because naturally he didn't start initially. Where do you see Joe Burrow? Because I called him a, a poor man's and potentially the next Tom Brady. Uh, that, that's a great question. I was at the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs-Bengals game. I've been at the last two Bengals games. So I got to, I got to see the first ever 400 and, and four touchdown back-to-back wow. games. So, so I'm, I'm pretty I, – I, you know, I, he's somebody where – I think the best thing that the Bengals have done in the last two weeks is let their best player dictate what they're doing. And he is their best player. He is, you know, he has no fear out there. I think he's probably maybe a little bit more physically gifted than Brady. You right. know, when he runs the football, I think mm-hmm. he, he, he's, he's very athletic, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, he's got that in him. And you watch that team, man. And I think, you know, we all, we all can see it. We've all seen great quarterback play. Um, there are guys like Kirk Cousins who are great talents, but you can tell the team doesn't really rally around him. There are quarterbacks who aren't quite good, but you can tell the team rallies around him. Think like Case Keenum back in the day, right? Like mm-hmm. where he's not a good quarterback, but the players rally around him. And then we have both. It's just hard to, it's hard to lose, you know? And I think that that's what the, the Bengals have. Uh, in Joe Burrow, I, I think of him that way. I think he's kind of a cross between Brady and like Phillip Rivers. Mm, man, I, I he think takes chance, he takes chances the way that Phil Rivers used to, and that's why you see a little yes. bit more interceptions. 
but you also see the big plays. Mm, well said there, man. Man, I, I didn't think about that part of it, but yeah, I, I think, and he has a swagger about him that he knows he's good, but he's he's just going to be, I guess, as humble as you can be when you're that good at this uh, point of his career. I, I guess I, I'll move on to, uh, you know, something that uh, I, I guess is still outside of the Titans realm, and that is A.B., I guess tell us what you think the real story is on what happened. And I know that's hard to quantify here because it's A.B. And maybe he needs just to go get some help. But, you know, some people now are saying that he had an ankle injury and that he was told not to go back in the game. What part of this whole fiasco with A.B. do you believe? And they haven't released him. So that's kind of odd to me that means they're sitting there talking to maybe attorneys and everything else to see what they're obligated here if they want to go in that direction yeah i think it's also one of those things where they know how talented talented he is yeah. so they don't want him going to another team in the nfl and him possibly mm. you know giving them because the thing with a b is one of my friends bruce krakowski you know is a former quarterback for the steelers and he you know a long time ago he just said look like there are some players in this league that people bend over backwards to get them on the field on Sunday, right? And then there are other players who, you know, have to toe the line just to be on the team, right? There's a sliding mm-hmm. scale um, for how good you – and, like, Antonio Brown's one of the best wide receivers in the history of the NFL. Like, they're, you know, from a talent perspective, from a production standpoint. And I think that that creates some of the disconnect, right? I mean, if you tell an employee, hey, like, it actually doesn't matter that you falsified a vaccine card, we still want you – hey, it doesn't matter if this happened, we still want you. Hey, it doesn't matter that if this happened, we still want you. And then you turn around and try to hold them accountable for something else. Mm. Then that's when they can get, you know, that's when the signals are mixed, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's how hard it is to manage people because people don't have, like, what is fair is not equitable sometimes, right? It's not, it, it's, not it's fair probably, you know, the whole joke about Jimmy Johnson where he's like, you know, I'm going to cut this special teams player if he falls asleep in a meeting, and I'm going to tell Troy Aikman to wake up. That's fair, right? Because, but it's not <laughs> equitable. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think, I, I think that those two, you know, crossing over from fair to equitable is really hard to do when you have a player like Antonio Brown, who, like, I, you know, let, let's just be honest, like he needs help, right? I mean, and yeah. and and you know, somebody who needs help, and you're trying to sort of still get some value out of them, that's a really hard thing to do. And I, and I think that's basically what happened. I think that they're, you know, they were very excited. They need him, right? I mean, Chris Godwin's out for the season. They, you know, Mike Evans is banged up. They need him. And, and I think that that, you know, the the incentives were always misaligned from the beginning. Yeah, I didn't think the incentives was the reason because he still had another game. And so he could have still reached those incentives as far as him personally on his contract. I don't know if that's what you're referring to. Mm -hmm. I guess lastly for us, and and it's going to be more of a college question. I know Bama is not favored in this game, which is intriguing to me in itself. But who do you see winning in this Georgia-Bama rematch for the national championship? Yeah, it's really hard to watch those games on Friday and think, wow, you know, Alabama's the better team because I thought Alabama really struggled with Cincinnati a little bit. I thought their defense played fine, but their their offense really, you know, it was kind of like, you know, watching paint dry with their offense trying to move the ball. And then with Georgia, who completely physically manhandled Michigan, you know, so obviously, you know, I think that that's where the markets are looking. The market's open, so when the market's open for the SEC championship game, it was – Bama was a three-point underdog to Georgia. And then when Bama almost lost to Auburn, it got up to six and a half. Obviously, Alabama crushes Georgia. 
right? Then we have this whole month, and then now it's reopened at three after seeing what happened Friday. I still would take Alabama. I think, you know, Kirby's smart. I mean, you know, the only uh, assistant coach that, you know, Nick Saban has ever lost to uh, was this past year to Jimbo Fisher. So, like, he still has that edge there. Uh, I think the better quarterback is always who I want to bet on in college football. Be that as it may, I do think, you know, Georgia is a physically imposing team that's not going to be an easy out for Bama here. Eric, great stuff, man. Always great catching up with you. Happy New Year, buddy, and we'll talk again soon. You guys as well. Take care. Appreciate it, Eric Eager. PFF underscore Eric for Pro Football Focus. What are the Titans Super Bowl odds? I got them. I found them. Yeah, I got them next. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Yeah. Blanky, 104.5 The Zone, rolling through a Tuesday. Titans obviously off today. They'll hit the practice field again tomorrow. So the question will be, will they put Derrick Henry in the return to practice Ooh. window? Today is his birthday, you put by that the on way. The 28 Mickey. years old. Yeah, happy birthday uh, there. Happy the birthday. King. He's 28. You said it's the Twitter handle birthday, too. I didn't know that. You, Yesterday, I, it, it sent me a tweet. It, I, I checked the. It, I checked it our Twitter account. It sent you a tweet or yes. a reminder. It told me <laughs> I am a year old. Our, the Blaine and Mickey Twitter. The, so just the handle. Just the handle because we've been on the show yes, longer we, than that. We are old. You, you could actually confuse me. I was like, oh, our show's only been on for a year, man. It sure has been like, he must not have counted the, the COVID time we were at home. Didn't count then, that. I, then I went back and reread it and said Twitter handle. Yeah, Twitter yeah. told me that, that it was that our Twitter was a year old. So thanks to everybody yeah. who's followed in interacts with us on yeah, there we finally got a, a twitter handle so <laughs> yeah yeah that, yeah that, that took a minute but but here we are look at us look at us um so i got curious this morning the athletic they do the thing where they simulate the season you know they play the games via computer they simulate everything however many times and i thought okay there are certain people who say certain things about the titans well let's see what a computer said it doesn't care who the titans right. are what market they play in they don't care um, good this, information to know. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. good just simulations, unbiased game simulations. So it has the Chiefs in the AFC with the number one odds to win the Super Bowl, twelve point seven percent. Has them with the number one odds to win the AFC at twenty five point seven percent. But both of those are the Titans, and then nobody else is even close. The second, the Titans are second in both, mm-hmm. and then nobody in the AFC is even close. The Titans are twenty point eight percent to win the AFC. They're 10.1% to win the Super Bowl. So they're up to double-digit now chance to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Out of all the remaining teams, they're 10.1%. What, what are the other teams that are ahead of them? Do you have that information? The Chiefs, NFC. The Chiefs and the AFC. NFC, right, NFC. Mm-hmm. And all year long, you've talked about how good the NFC was. Mm-hmm. We've talked about yeah. that a lot, and you've talked about it a lot. I almost got it wrong, but I think the AFC may be deeper. Mm. It may be deeper. The top of the NFC may be better, Better, but deeper in the AFC. Mm -hmm. Number one of everybody is the Packers. 31.3% chance to win the NFC. 15 and a half. So not that much better than the Titans or the Chiefs. 15 and a half percent chance Packers to win the Super Bowl. They're, They're the highest ranked in both of those things. 33 or 31 and a third. 15.5% 15.5% conference and Super Bowl. Next behind them is the Rams, who the Titans beat and beat and, and, and pushed around. They 
basically have the same odds as the Titans. 20.5% to win their conference, mm. the NFC. I got to say something about the Rams, though. Real quick on their note, I saw Darren Lasky, and they were teammates. Stafford, you know, him were teammates with Detroit. And he is all in on Matthew Stafford. And, you know, Ryan Clark was going at him because of, of <laughs> their friendship, Clark, of their yeah. friendship, <laughs> and you're being blinded. Because he said, you got to look at his numbers. But ultimately, after, you know, hearing that jokes aside, he is the most talented quarterback, but we still don't know how he'll handle the playoff type pressure. Sure. Because he wasn't successful there in Detroit. And I get it. You could say, oh, well, he was in Detroit. Well, okay. But we don't know until we see it. So, uh, you know, really talented guy. And guess what he did? There were pick six in three different games. Uh, and uh, a lot of people say, well, he's still really good in the fourth quarter. I'm like, well, he also is a guy who tries to force things because of his arm talent and can also make huge mistakes. So that would be interesting on a rematch there. And it would be lovely that the Titans played the Rams in repeat fashion, except old Kurt Warner and the underdog movie. Got to go a-skipping. Not walking through that door, are they? Mm-mm. No Isaac nah. Bruce walking through that door. No, and no Tory Holt. No Marshall Falk. Good gracious. Oh, oh you just... You it's know, all Hall of Famers. I, I, I don't even want to tell you what twitched when you just <laughs> <laughs> said Marshall Falk. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And I would just say it was in my lower lower extremity of my back. No, they still had it, Kevin Carter at that time. They... Oh, oof. Yikes. Yeah. Well, I got to run because I, I, I needed to be a runner faster out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't get to finish that game. I think that yeah. the outcome is different if there's more hitman out there. Know, do we? We don't know. Uh, the Rams 10.6 to win the Super Bowl. So the only three teams with better odds to win the Super Bowl right now are the Packers, the Chiefs, then the Rams, then the Titans. Those are the only teams that have double-digit chances to win the Super Bowl. There are four of them based on the athletic simulations. Packers, KC, Rams, Titans, not even the Buccaneers. They're third in the NFC in both of those categories. Mm. One quick question. I know you probably know the answer. Uh-oh. If the King plays the last game, does that change the odds? I know the Titans are favored by a lot. And if does that play into the Super Bowl odds, or do we not know that yet? We don't know, but it has to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has to. And maybe that's something we can get into on the other side. Just having the King and Julio out there, just both of their bodies on the field, able to do something. Yeah, no, 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 just a threat. No, just no, a threat. No, no, well, we got to get production out of the King, but Julio, uh, we, just give us like five catches, please. <laughs> just please, Julio. I know you got five in you. Five a game. <laughs> we can get he says, you that. Well, give me targets first, Blaine. We, yeah, he said, throw me the ball, Blaine, five times. <laughs> All right, we got to throw you hour number two. That's next, Blaine and Mickey.